All right. Uh, for everybody listening that catch us every single week, uh, after this episode, we will be taking a break for the rest of the year. And, uh, but don't worry, you can catch us on the last train in the new year. Uh, see you soon. It's the last train to... Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us uh, this evening for another episode of The Last Train Podcast. Um, this is a collection of conversations um, that reflect the kind of ideas you would have at the end of the day on The Last Train Home. Um, if you joined us last week, we had a very special guest with us. Her name is Sydney, a.k.a. Sid Progress, and uh, it was lovely having her on. And uh, we had an awesome conversation about body image. Uh, shout out to her for doing that. Um, but today, on to something new. And uh, yeah, my name is Toby. I'm joined here by Yanu and Juliana and DT. Good to have you back, brother. And uh, we hope you enjoy the show today. So the quote for this week um, comes from Maria Kornikova, and she wrote this really awesome book. It's called uh, The Confidence Game. And in mm -hmm. there, she breaks down sort of the psychologies of uh, various con artists, goes through their process, how they choose their marks, um, the breakdown, all of that, all of that stuff. And uh, within her work, you can find that it's very much not just about the actual con man, but uh, those, uh, the victims as well, yep. understanding the psychology of both parties. But also the interesting thing I found about what you had in the notes was like, she studies the psych of the con man, yeah, but also the psych of the victim because you study well, what makes a person do certain things, but you yeah. also study what makes someone susceptible to certain mm, things. Absolutely. And it's yeah. all just one big game, right? And then mm -hmm. the con man is just somebody that's taking advantage of certain trends in the way that we think, right? right. You know, and uh, it's all fun stuff. Mm -hmm. This is what she said, um, that the power of a great con artist is the ability to identify your deepest need and exploit it. It's not about honesty. It's not even about greed. We're all just suckers to belief. And my first thought when I heard that was, absolutely, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all want to believe. And it's like, ever had somebody ever say to you, like, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is too good. Like, it's probably not true. But, like, you, yeah. you want to believe a certain narrative because life is more fun that way. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, like, there are things that are like, oh, if I believe this, like, oh, you'd be silly to believe this. Yeah. But then there are other things where it's like, because it's too good to be true, I want to check it out. Yeah. Because that's how, like, records get broken. That's how things get invented. That's, that's how, you what know, makes shit life like, worth living. It's like yeah. taking risks, mm -hmm. right? And I think like the, the famous example of it, and we can all relate to this, and this was a question that I briefly proposed in pre-production, is um, when's the last time you had to lie to yourself? Because the thing is that we're also playing that game with ourselves too. We're also creating false narratives so that we, to justify, 
you know, something in life, right? Mm-hmm. And so when's the last time you lied to yourself <laughs> and believe that lie just to justify whatever narrative you're trying to justify? I mean, D- DT, you want to go first? I was going to say, like, daily. Like, <laughs> <laughs> When am I not lying to myself? That, that could like, actually be a very depressing question. Like, I don't know. Like, there has to be a fine line. Like, if you're going through, like, a really shitty uh, situation, and you're going, like, well, I have to be able to get through this. And so mm-hmm. you're, like, well, I'm going to, like, yeah. tell myself, despite all this shit, I'm going to ignore all the negative signals. Yeah. Right. And go, like, well... I'm going to not think about this <laughs> and I am just going to like, well, you know, here is, here's the, here's what's going to happen. Yeah. It's and like I'm that. going to like sort of try to manifest all that shit. Jeez. You know, I, I didn't even, know. I didn't even think about how like, it's like even like the, the things you tell yourself when you wake up in the morning, it's yeah. like, is it optimism or well, is it's it good. Are we just lying? Like- it's good self-talk. <laughs> Plus we grew up in a culture where it's like, if you're feeling hurt, you say yeah. I'm strong. Yeah. If things aren't going well, you're like, oh, I'm good. Yeah. If you're literally broke right now, you say, oh, you know, I'm rich with thank God. Yeah. I mean, like <laughs> the the entire, at, at least for me, mm. that idea of like, and that's why this, inter- this conversation will be interesting because there is such a fine line between things that are like, oh, this is what made this person do this. Yeah. And things that like we all regularly do. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. That's very interesting to me because I go like, "There's, do you call it lying to yourself? There's a difference between when you're involving other people, yeah, this yeah. now, and then when it's just you. Mm-hmm. When it's just me, I feel like less of like more of a lying to yourself scenario. It's just no, more, but like trying to manifest but, something. But like, there's subtle ways of it. That's why it's interesting that you talk about. There's just so many gray areas in it. Uh-huh. We're constantly playing this manipulation game with our family members. Every time you go to work, you hate that fucking job, right? But with you most people. always convince your bosses that I want to be here. Uh-huh. I completely buy into the company soup. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? But like, you're never that honest. Yeah. But you're trying to. You have to convince yourself, but you're also trying to manipulate others around right. you too. Yeah. Right. It's a weird thing. Yeah, like, I, I mean, to follow up, to officially answer the question and to follow up what DT said, yes, like, when I think about times I lie to myself, it isn't times when I'm like, okay, I don't, I'm not in the mood or maybe don't have the time or whatever to deal with the reality right now. Or it could be even trying to justify something. Like, I know for a fact that, I shouldn't eat the last piece of pizza because <laughs> Jay's gonna be pissed. Yeah, but I lied to myself she and say want to starve, which she's gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah, she's gonna be okay with it. <laughs> I lied to myself that she's a lot more understanding and like we'll get it. And <laughs> but when reality intrudes, yeah, I went, I when reality intrudes, she's like, oh, you knew that I wouldn't lie. I'm like, well, like. You know, no, I didn't. It's like that. I classic, convinced myself that like you'll be cool with oh, that. Oh, it's like the devil's advocate. Like there's <laughs> yeah. the angel on your shoulder and the and the devil on your shoulder. So, so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Last example about this. Ever been to the mall and seen something that you know you probably shouldn't buy it, mm. but then somehow you convinced yourself that I needed this. Because like, what else am I going to do with all that free time that I don't have? I'm such a bad impulse buyer. I'm so good at lying to myself. So good at lying to myself. Well, you know, 
I could use another pair of shoes. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. The yeah. ones I have, even though I bought them last week, yeah. they're not going to last forever, are they? They're not. You know? <laughs> and they're going to last longer if yeah. I have more shoes to switch them out with. Yeah. <laughs> That's thinking right there. There you go, <laughs> man. <laughs> the mind is a powerful thing, boys. Um, but moving this forward, um, okay, so I saw a TED Talk today in prepping mm-hmm. for this, and his name is Alexis Conran. And you know what it is? He's an ex-magician. He's done various shows. He's done talks on, you know, the art of the con, the art of the game, because he's a hustler. He's a trick. He's a trickster. Um, and he talks a lot about even the art of showmanship because he's a magician. And he shared an interesting story. And I thought I would bring it up because it would be a nice transition into, you know, what we're trying to talk about today. Mm-hmm. And he said that he was hired as a magician for somebody's uh, wedding, right? And he was he was very interested in doing this specific job because it paid a lot. <laughs> and he was right. like, wow, this is awesome. It's a bank. So how it goes is that as a magician, you perform, you go from table to table. In weddings, how it's set up is that the lowest table is like the people that don't even matter, like the friends, friends, friends table. <laughs> and then and table number one is usually where the groom sits and the bride sits and the immediate family. That's the lead table. So he makes his way through all the tables and he gets to the last table and he wants to do a magic trick Mm. what he wants to do is uh pick a card any card right right? the classic you know and the trick is uh somehow that same card that you picked is not going to be in the deck anymore he's going to open his jacket pocket and in a sealed bag the Mm. card you picked (laughs) without you even telling him is the card that's going to be in the bag um he goes to do the trick. I've seen that, and I'm always impressed every time. It's, 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 you know. <laughs> I'm always like, oh, my like, God. Like, this is insane. <laughs> so what happened was the, the, the groom takes a card, mm-hmm. and then he realizes, I forgot to put the back card, <laughs> the, the, the sealed card in my pocket. Mm. This is messed up. I'm an embarrassment. They're not going to even pay me. Why would they pay me? I, I messed up this guy's yeah, wedding. the one thing. Mm-hmm. So then he decides to do a, a worse version of the trick in his own mind. What's going to happen is that as the guy is placing the card back into the deck, mm-hmm. he's going to do a little bit of sleight of hand and then shove the card into his back pocket mm-hmm. and then do it that way. So he performs the trick that way. And he, in his mind, he's thinking, wow, that was... That was awful. (laughs) So anyway, he goes to the bathroom and typically what a magician does in the bathroom is that he resets all his props. Right. (laughs) He makes sure that the card is in his pocket now and stuff. You throw up all the frogs, you swallow all that shit. Yeah. (laughs) Reset the flowers and the sparks. (laughs) And um, so he was in the stall and then the groom comes into the bathroom and he's like, oh crap. (laughs) It's the groom and his brother and they're talking about him. He's like, "Oh no, they're gonna, they're gonna, sh- they're gonna shit on me." Mm-hmm. They didn't. They said that was amazing. That was brilliant. That's the best magician magician I've ever seen. Wow, worth every penny. He's like, "Wow, this guy is so stupid." <laughs> <laughs> and above all of that, he realized that that person had deceived himself, right, because of his desire to believe. That I feel like is the number one thing that makes any con work. Mm-hmm. It's fifty percent you, and it's also fifty percent them. Yeah, and uh, well, that's why yeah. cons work on like in things you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Like someone isn't gonna come up to me selling me like 
I don't know, like just some con on like makeup or like hair extensions yeah. or something that like you gotta want it. Like I just don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's gonna be something like, yo, man, like this is the way you ace your interviews. Yeah. Like, yo, this is the way you Make can actually money get get this shoe. Yeah. But then flip it in two weeks for this amount. Like it's gonna be stuff that I'm like, ah, no, no thanks. But I go home and think about. Yeah. Like, you know, talk to maybe, my friends about it. You know what? You know, maybe con, con, con like come back. back. Let's talk about it. Yeah. I'm gonna go back. Yeah. So that's you the whole point. I mean? It's like you kind of need, you need like when when magicians ask you for like a I, I need a participant. Yeah. They usually say I need a willing participant. Yeah. Like, not, uh, like somebody, I need, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I need someone, hey, you know, come that up person here, that's going to clap and be like, yeah. that was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> or just someone that at least like wants to be there. Yeah. It's like, you know what? Come up here. And even if you are a, a skeptic, they know how to work with skeptics too. Like you think, uh, oh, is it Dave Chappelle was talking about this three card Monty game. He was watching at, uh, at a park and watched it a couple of times and saw that like the trick card had like a a folded corner mm-hmm. so it's like and he, you know, he only had 60 bucks to his name at that point so he went went through the crowd and put all his 60 bucks on it and i was like go this, this is it do it and the guy went boom 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 and finished it and without hesitation looked at the card with the thin on the corner and when the guy flipped it it was the wrong card damn and it's like, and that's it. It's like sometimes when you go on stage, like, oh, I'm a willing participant, but I want to yeah. see you fail. You're just playing into their hands because yeah. they have like whatever for it. But the thing is you're a willing participant. Yeah, you absolutely. care enough to be up there, whether to want to see the trick or to want to see the trick fail. Yeah. But they got you, fam. Absolutely. Like you're interested. You're, you're stepped into the lines. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> where they want you. There are definitely, um, it's 50-50, but then there are times when, there, there's certain cons that could be played or certain, certain scams that could be played where definitely the other person is not always um, like searching out amusement or searching out um, sort of yeah um, like a high return on, on whatever they're trying to um, invest in or but, anything. But if you, I mean, the, the fact that you're investing in the first place means that you're on the field. You've mm. right, you know so it's I mean. like, oh well, this is this this person got scammed, but they weren't looking for a quick dollar. They were just, you know, they were just trying to maybe get a piece or something, or just put their money in for the long term or whatever. But it still played on you. Like if I came up to your house and I was like, hey, I'm selling vacuums, you would be like, no, thank you. Yeah, but because it's it, it might not be that they're active, that the participant is actively, is always actively seeking it out, but there has to be something they play on, if that makes sense. I'll throw one more term into the mix, and we talked about this before, mm-hmm. hand it over to you. Social proof, right? right? Which is the term that means, essentially, we look to other people to mm-hmm. tell us how to behave mm-hmm. so that we don't look like we're crazy. And that can also be another thing why a trick would work on you because you right. want everybody is amazed and you mm-hmm. want to be amazed too. You don't want to be left out. Yeah. Ever been to an airport before and see people lining up in the airport, um, but the plane hasn't even <laughs> arrived yet? And yeah. it's like, yeah. we all have tickets. In fact, our seats are assigned. There is no point to this line. Yet, <laughs> sure enough, people have lined up. So yeah. what probably happened is one person got in line yeah. and then another person went... Oh, 
Well, this person's in line. I'm going to yeah, jump in exactly. line too. And exactly. then another person, oh, there's six people in line. You know, something I must be well happening. Go before something. you know it, yeah. 50 people are in line. And the plane isn't even here. An yet. hour before the plane gets yeah. there. <laughs> What's even funnier is when you're the first person. Yeah. Like this happened with Jay and I. We were uh, on the way to the border and there was a long lineup, huge lineup, right? Yeah. But it was like two free lanes. So I'm like, I don't understand why people are like this. Like, like why not just go on the free lane? Yeah. So we go just, you know, dashing through the snow, just, just dashing yeah. through the free lane. And sure enough, that lane was free because it was merging into the other two lanes that were long. Yeah. <laughs> so then we get to the front of the line and now we're, you know, trying to squeeze in people like, like no nope. screw you. Like no just, yeah. just keep going straight. And we're waiting there because like it was, the border, they were doing security checks and stuff. And then we looked back and it was just us. Again, it was a long line of cars and then we were the only one that took that lane. We looked back and now there's a third lane behind <laughs> us with like a good 20 cars. Yeah. Because like one person saw us go, so the next person went and then the next person and then all the cars coming into it like, yeah, I mean, yeah. why isn't anyone taking this better lane? And everyone just went Falls and followed for that your line. Foolery. Yeah. And now like we're the lead pack of like all these cars that now are going to make people wait even longer because they have to merge. I'm like, Dang, why did man, we I'm do sorry. this? Well, all these people were doing it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it takes, you know, social proof. It's a powerful yeah. thing. Yeah. But um but yeah. And I, and I actually want to clarify something. I literally just count I just disagreed with what you said, Dolakwo, DT. And I'm about to take it back because you are right. There are times when the victim or participant or whatever is not sticking it out at all. And I just remembered this actually because I was listening to a, uh, so I think a TED talk about it, about how sometimes just with the foot in the door tech, uh, technique or door in the face, I think those are the two te uh, techniques of asking for people to do stuff. Yeah. Foot in the door for sure is one of them. Door in the... Door is not... Door in the foot in the door. Door in the foot. <laughs> I don't know what the second <laughs> one is. Foot in the door. Foot in the mouth. No. Okay. No? This is... We're right. making... This is what happens when Jay is not on. Okay. Yeah, this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's laughing at us right now. Okay. Uh. Anyways, but just with that, where it's like... With, with the foot in the door is you ask something little... Like, hey, can can I just tell you for 30 seconds? And then they do it. And then in two weeks, you ask them to do something for an hour. Yeah. And because people want to feel consistent and feel reliable and, you know, whatnot, they do it. Mm. What you actually wanted them to do was that thing in an hour. But you start by doing the foot in the door to something small first. Mm -hmm. So you are right. In that way, someone can get conned. It's possible for someone to get conned without, like, actively seeking it out. Where you just got like you know sense manipulated into getting conned, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I have gotten conned without actively seeking it out before. Damn. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You got conned. I would you classify it as a con, and Let's it was talk a about very it. low level con. Uh, con. It Let's talk about like it. High level. I was going to uh, Safeway to get groceries. Oh my and... god! <laughs> I'm interested now. <laughs> I thought this was an online thing, no. but like this can't happen in real life. That's what I mean. Like wow. it's very low level. <laughs> um, you don't I... even sound impressed. You're like, 
Man, it was very low he, level. He, um, oh, yeah, like that wasn't that <laughs> it wasn't like great or anything. Could have been better. Could have been better, but I mean, the person like sort of like you fell for it, bro. I mean, I fell for it. That's what I mean. Like, I, I'm never gonna lie. Like, you know, I, after ever since then, I've just always told myself, yeah, I'm the easiest person to like. You know, yeah, and, you find peace. You accept that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it's it's um, oh, yeah. Anyhow, anyways, yeah. Continue. I was going to Safeway to to get some groceries, and there's this guy who comes up to me, and you know, he told me this very like endearing story of, you know, how he just got uh, I don't know, I don't I don't, I don't remember I don't know if it was robbed, but uh, basically he was like well dressed and he was like he just needed some money for gas, um, and like he was a UBC student and all that stuff. And that he needs. This is a very robust, <laughs> like no, very no. elaborate setup. Um, I love it. That stuff, like you know, his wallet got locked, uh, or he lost his. Sorry, he lost his wallet, mm-hmm. and he needed some money to be able to like put gas in his uh, car. To right, do, right, right. To do something to get back and like to sort of like sort it out. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, yeah, sure. And he was like, yeah, I'll totally like interact you back. Um, oh, I mean. I mean, I don't think I would have fallen for that one. I mean, one. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I if was... I'm giving you money, I'm giving you money. Yeah. But if you say you gotta interact me back, now I'm giving a stranger my email address. Yeah. <laughs> now you're trying to eat more, you know, from this buffet that is me. But whatever. Oh yeah. my god. Um, I mean, this is the to my defense. This is the one and only time I've ever. How long ago did this happen? Well, I was I was young. Okay. I was not even twenty then. Damn. Yeah. I feel so right. bad. Yeah. Like that's like, sucks. I don't know, and how much was 18, he asking 19, for? It was like forty bucks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so And cash, right? It was and, cash. And, right. and he never e transferred you back. Of course. Maybe he just lost your email. And it actually wasn't a con. Maybe he, and he's you wrote listening it down wrong. to the podcast right now, like, damn. That's who gave me money, and yeah. it's gonna send you, know you some money ne- next week. So when I when I go like, <laughs> so at the end of the episode, put your real like, email down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like, he was like, yeah, I'm a UBC student. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he played like that very confident game where he yeah. was like, you know, dressed well. He was like, oh, he has this is I who do. I am. I just, I, got I just got into some trouble. You know, help me or uh, leave me. me. Yeah, and I'll was, figure it out. Yeah, and I was like, oh yeah, sure, I'll help you out, my fellow. Like you know, student trying to like make your way in life. There you go. Um, Tough. And then ever since then, I was just like, yeah, well. And the thing me, is, it, I didn't really realize I got conned until I got home. I was like, yeah, I just got conned. Yeah, sometimes you, look, you put the pieces together and you're like. But like that's, yeah. Mm, that's a weird one because I feel like in that situation, like, shame on him, right? Like well, you, were, you were just doing, you believed him, right? I want to bring up two things and that is one is in those situations i absolutely do just do that like i don't yeah especially again it's not like you're not gonna bump into me and then tell me to e-transfer you 200 bucks that's not happening you're probably gonna ask me for cash <laughs> on hand and i usually have like not a lot of cash now maybe 20 bucks or 40 yeah. bucks yeah and even if i then see you run away and get into a car and i know for a fact you scam me i'm like eh Whatever. Yeah. Right. But then the second thing, oh, I think I forgot. What were you just saying? Shame on you. What was it? The oh, right. The second thing is one <laughs> tech, one technique that people use, and again, just con artists and scammers. Yeah. Is when they make it very urgent. 
Mm-hmm. That's something to talk about. Pressure. Where, That's where the it's second, like the immediacy yeah. effect, yeah, of pressure. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, hey, right now, like, oh, can you please, can you whatever? Because that and makes you, you make mistakes. And yeah, judgment. and then you go back and think about it, and you're like, oh man, if I had, if I had a minute to think about it and like put all the pieces together, or like I probably wouldn't have with someone, that I probably would have done that. Yeah, and that happens in many places. This this person I was listening to talks about it with jobs. Jobs do that too, where they're like, hey. We have an offer. You have, you know, 24 hours yeah. to respond. They're yeah. called exploding offers. Boom. That. That, that's exactly it, actually. Exploding offers. In fact, the less time I have, that means I'm not believing you. Well, well <laughs> in this case, you applied for the job, but maybe you're looking at three different options. But then they say twi- they 24 hours or the offers off the table. And you got to take it. And that. you're like, oh, man. And then you take it. Mm-hmm. But then it turns out like... Like one week later, you're looking at a full picture. And you're like, man, like, why did I? Yeah. But now you've signed a contract. You're in. Blah blah. blah. Yeah. And that totally is a thing. So, in that immediacy of like, hey, can you help me right now? You be a student, stuck, cash. It is a situation where like, you get back home, and then yeah. now you have more time, and you're like, immediacy. Effect, and there's one more. Me. There's oh, one hey. more there. It's <laughs> also like. Uh, a kind of social compliance too. Like we mm-hmm. respond to images of authority, like badges and uh, uniforms and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You talked a lot about how he appeared. He was a like well-dressed, a well-dressed yeah. person. He yeah. said he went yeah. to a very prestigious school mm-hmm. that gave him more credibility as well. Yeah. Um, had an ID and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. It's, it was a shame on him moment. Um, but yeah, let's, let's talk about, um, Let's talk about Madoff, man. Madoff. I think it's funny his name is Madoff. <laughs> As in, considering Madoff made with all your money. <laughs> but yeah, he's the. He's I can't the take goat. credit for that joke, by the way. That was Tony Hinchcliffe. But Damn, yeah. man. <laughs> but yeah, he's the goat of the Ponzi scheme, man. And yeah. um, I'm glad we're doing this because I had an opportunity to learn what a Ponzi scheme was or mm-hmm. is. 100%. And um, yeah. <laughs> okay go into it buddy. i'll go all right so let's start with what a ponzi scheme is right let's do it ponzi scheme fraudulent investing scam which generates returns for l for earlier investors with money taken from later investors it's Pretty dead much, ass just take from this dude and give it to that dude exactly <laughs> so like yo is, i got yeah can you give me you know ten dollars yeah and then get ten dollars from a bunch of people yeah and like oh i'm investing in this and this and this and then Hey, I need my money back, back, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I borrowed ten dollars from someone else and give you back your 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 ten. Yeah. And you trust me and stuff. So next week when I ask you for twenty, you're like, yeah, of course, man, it's gotten boom twenty. Use that twenty to repay two other tens I got, and just kind of keep that system going. Yeah. At no point does everyone who put their money in have their money back. Yeah. It just kind of keeps growing. It keeps moving, right? It keeps. I moving. keep eating. I yeah. keep buying dope shit. And when so you're like, yo, man, you got new shoes. You haven't even paid me back. I got you. I got you. Got you. Of course. <laughs> I go ask this other guy for money. Take that money because I have a big system. You can see how I'm balling my shoes. Like, you yeah. can trust me. Just give me, you know, I'm a student at UBC. Just give me, you know, 40 bucks. <laughs> and I take the 40 bucks <laughs> and give it to someone else. You obviously have a soft spot for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You give them your I whole life because you're from UBC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was just the confidence. <laughs> so, 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 yeah. So, that's what a Ponzi scheme is. Yeah, man. And how this podcast even came about was 
I uh, I was listening to, to a podcast where someone brought brought up uh, Bernie Madoff. There we go. And I was like, you know what? I want to read up on this guy because I kind of like vaguely remembered that name. And I remember it in terms of like, you know, something bad, I guess, stole some money. I think I, for some reason, I thought it had to do with like, like with pharmaceutical drugs. I wasn't sure. Anyways, I go and do the research and this dude is insane. Yeah. I feel like if you're around <laughs> my age, you might not know much about him. If you're Bernie? a little bit, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. about him. If you're, uh, if you're a little bit older. You yeah. might because just because of the timing, but yeah, I just didn't know who this guy was. Yeah. So for those of you who don't, I'll just do a little, you know, yeah, no summary here. Uh, oh, history be total. Yeah. yeah, won't be totally comprehensive, but Sir Bernie Madoff. Mm. So he was born 1938, and yeah. you know, old he, ass man. That makes him what, like 80 years? Bro, old? that's thin. He he's 82 now. Like yeah. he was doing this stuff for a minute. And you know he, uh, his he, his dad had a business when he was growing up, but the business fell apart uh, around a certain age, and he kind of carried that. For him, it was like I don't like. He pretty much had this thing of like I never want my family to. He never wanted to fail his his family. Yeah, I guess that's where it that starts happened. for people like that. They, yeah, they, it's like a traumatic like. It and now my family's broke. Exactly. Bad. If I'm ever gonna be broke in my life, yeah. you know what I mean. Like yeah. if I'm ever a dad and husband, yeah. I'm never gonna let this shit happen. So that drive, you know, carried him and took him. He wasn't part of the elite or whatever. Like he was, you know, he didn't just get born into Wall Street. Like he earned his way all, uh, all the way there. Mm. Anyway, he goes to a school. You know, joins a uh, a frat. Meets his wife gets married blah 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 starts an investment uh firm and what 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 not and his father-in-law was an accountant so he would send people to him okay uh so that's kind of how he started and this actually was kind of the first he kind of got practice getting people to trust him Mm -hmm. because funnily enough that's what the business was you have to it's People need to trust you enough right? exactly, yeah. to invest their money with you. Mm-hmm. It's not even uh, about like who's going to do it better. It's just about like who I yes. fuck with. Who you do you trust? Because I mean? yeah. the market goes up and down, but yeah. who do you, you know trust to do mm-hmm. certain things? And you know, you so, trust with your livelihood. With your livelihood. You know I mean? With yeah. your investments, with your savings, with mm-hmm. your stuff. And he did that. He got clients and he got stuff and he was doing good. And then I think there was a recession or something mm-hmm. and went bankrupt. His father-in-law had to bail him out. Uh, but then he was able to keep the clients and then he tried again to do a second thing. But then I think the money, like stuff hit, but to make himself good with the investors, he used his own money to pay them back. Oh. Where, like He actually could have just admitted like, Yo, because of the, the market, because yeah. right, he was investing in uh, in risky stocks, yeah. which you're not allowed to do with people in the first place. Mo- money, right? Yeah. And things fell apart because he was doing really good, and because he was doing really good, he kept getting more investors, and it fell apart. Everything went to crap, and people were like, "Oh my god, whatever!" And he could have just admitted defeat. There mm-hmm. it was a place of like truth or ego. Yeah, and he chose ego chose ego he yeah. you know he hit that crossroad a lot in his life and he chose ego every time 
and so he how? ends up using how, his, his own. I mean, it's just like you think about yo, it's just a hustle, whatever. To take I figure your it out. Own money. He used his own money. Yeah, and gave it to them, <laughs> right? But you have to think about the long play here, and the one thing to talk about is kind of like know how did that this he was get... using his own money? Probably not. No, no, he had, they had no idea. All they knew is, hey, I invested with Mister Madoff. And something hit, but I was able to at least get my money out in time or whatever, right? Yeah. So, and all of this, by the way, is gotten from the Con Artist Podcast. So if I'm not, like, if I'm a little bit off. Check it out. uh, Forgive me. We'll put a link to it. Yeah. So he goes out out there and it's like, dude, like, I'm broke. But he might have been broke, but he gained trust with those people. Yeah. Right? Which is a thing. It's like clearly he had his values placed on certain things. Mm-hmm. Where it is like you need to gain trust of people. You need to be reputable. You need to whatever. And he had that. Well, that's the process. So behind the scenes, he took out a loan or something. Mm. And somehow got bailed out, blah, blah. Anyways. I think he I remember up, he took a loan from his father-in-law. Okay, yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, took out a loan and was able to do that. But it ended up paying back his father-in-law and sure enough his investors you know the money comes back because they trusted to invest the money and so on and so forth so and then he was the first like in his first ponzi scheme it was himself that he used as the sacrifice they're not borrowing the money from somebody else to satisfy them it was himself well that's the thing is that like first scam right it's hard to say if that like, that wasn't really Ponzi's scheme, yeah. but when you know the full story of his life, you're like, mm. That's where, I mean? that, that that's was where he got the, the taste for it, The, the like, right? slippery slope, yeah. Yeah. But in reality, like, what I'm happened sure, is everything got fucked up, but he got out of it scot-free. But I'm sure there are many people who do it that way. Yeah. The people who are successful today because they took risks, mm. because they did some shady whatever stuff, mm-hmm. they came out the other end and were able to establish something for themselves. Mm. That's the interesting part. That's the weird part. Is that like we can't just look hindsight twenty twenty and then condemn everything he did? Like if you're stuck, if you're in trouble, and you have a business you started, and there's a way to finesse your way out, mm. not many people would just call it quits. If anything, we live in a society where it's like, hey, pull yourself up, do get it together, it do whatever it takes, yeah, figure it out. And he did, and it paid off. He had put the money of his family and his uh, and his brethren, his whatever different people at risk, and it paid off. Hmm. So keep on going. And I can't, I can't remember what the next scheme was, but I think it was right. It was because then states had different stock markets, so he would buy something <laughs> for cheaper when he had already had it locked in for higher and was flipping a profit I see. that way. So he had different things, different schemes going going on. And I think that one too was good. He got a lot of people and then bankrupt, whatever. Anyways, he ends up making this, uh, he ends up making this, I guess, firm. Uh, and I think I'm trying to find the name now. Right, B- uh, BLM, the Bernard L. Madoff Investment Securities, LLC. Yeah. And he was the chairman, the chairman of it. And the firm started in 1960 as a penny stock trader with, you know, about $5,000, which is about $43,000 today. Yeah. And at the end of it, like when all was said and done in like 2008, 
2008, I think was when he got arrested. I think he was he was down for like something like $18 billion. Yeah. Like that's insane. <laughs> it's that's like insane. When, like as we dive further into this Bernie guy, mm-hmm. it's the only thing is just, I think it's Kornikova, right? It's about building relationships. Right. It's about having the mark or the mm-hmm. target, you know, believing, seeing exactly what mm. you want them to see, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. And for them- it's a trusted figure. You already buy into his integrity, right? Mm-hmm. He's created an image for himself as the reliable guy, right? Absolutely. And then after that, it's just all about selling them the right results. And he did this not. over time. Yeah. Like he got this reputation over time. As a matter of fact, during this time, he was, I think, chairman of like, uh, like he was with the SEC yeah. and the NASD. Like he yeah, was- NASDAQ. I mean, not NASDAQ. Yeah, um, uh, with the I can't remember what the NASD stands for, but he was in positions where it's like, wow, this guy is legit. Uh, but there are eight steps. Yeah, he was the chairman of, uh, the former chairman of NASDAQ and the founder of the Wall Street firm. <laughs> like, <laughs> whatever. And whatever just, that means. and that's the thing is, you think about how can someone like that get up there? But it was, it seemed, meticulous and just very well played mm. and uh when the eight steps are described by tell me the name of that lady again uh kornikova yes we go through the steps and it's funny how he kind of hit each one yeah first one is find a victim and yeah. he did this by find building trust yeah. building his image mm-hmm. and got people that one wanted to invest and were looking for an investment that was solid and didn't want, because he was promising, hey, you can get X amount return on Absolutely. your investment. That's what it is. And it's without, absurd numbers, like too good to be true. Is I can get yeah. you like something like 14 to 20% profit right. instantaneously. Yeah. It's like, too good to be like, true. Yeah. I can get you that in three months. And if you invest X amount of dollars over the next 10 years, you're going to be ridiculous. Yeah. But he was making do on it. And the actual scam, too, just to clarify, he wasn't just taking money. And I guess the question is, what was he doing with the money he was taking? To clarify, the actual Ponzi scheme that became the biggest Ponzi scheme in you know of the century was he would get money from people, mm. spend it on himself, right? And like and like pay off, you know, pay his employees, whatever. And other other people too, like other investors would also route their invest their the people investing with them they would route their money to Madoff because Madoff you know had this sick thing so instead of doing the work themselves they would just funnel those people and their money to Madoff's thing hence building his net worth his you know his stuff his his money pumping more money into the machine and the question becomes like well how why did these people keep investing with them like when he didn't have any money to give them and what it was doing was he had a program where he was able to tell like just what first before the day of the computer, because they, he he would send out the stuff by mail. So let's say Neil jumps, you know, twenty percent today. Yeah. Right. At the end of day today, he would have his accountant who was a professional forger. That's great. Forge a document <laughs> that pretty much said. Yeah, we invested, you know, your money into Neil two days ago, 
and it just so happened to have a return of this. I get that in the mail. I'm like, holy shit, this guy's a genius. Yeah, yeah. dude, keep going. You want more money? Hey, I'm going to take more. Take more. Take everything I got. Next ma- month again, wow. Tesla jumped X percent, and he invested my money in Tesla. What a goat. And just kept going, kept going, kept going, right? Damn. And then, and then whenever someone would ask for their money, he would get a new investor and use that money to pay off that person. And this person's like, wow, I went in with 100 bucks and I hit a thousand. My wife said, take out the money. It's a scam. But when I asked Madoff, he gave me a thousand bucks. This guy's great. You know what? Here's 2,000. Yeah. I trust you. Yeah. And that's how we kept going. Yeah. Just kept on finessing until it became like millions and millions and millions and then billions and billions. You know what I mean? And at some point, like, and the other thing too, like, it's like, well, what if he's getting all this stuff? Wouldn't people be like, hey, man, why is this guy buying all this stuff? Well, it was part of the play because he had the yachts and the, you know, the car, the jewelry, the stuff, the paintings. You wanted to be a part of it. But he also had this illusion about him where it was like only certain people get to work with Madoff. Yeah. Which wasn't really true because he was getting mad people's money through other agencies anyway. So everybody's working with Madoff. But But the picture is like, man, he only accepts like 500 people. You got to be kidding me. So you got to be balling to buy in. And then if you buy in. Yes. And if you buy in, you also don't question him. Because this dude is like, dude, he's working with SEC. He's making millions. Like, he's working with people way richer than you are. So if he says, hey, man, there's a little bit of, of, of hiccup this month. You know, next month we'll have the dish. You just, I got you. You're not going to question believe, the God right? of Wall Street. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's <laughs> how this shit kept freaking going. People are parnipping their money into them for decades, bro. Yeah. Decades. And there were times and in between. Meanwhile, he doesn't have anything. He doesn't have anything. And you know how <laughs> his whole thing actually, how like, because he had gotten checked by the SEC, the SEC a couple of times and they just weren't good enough to get him, right? How his whole demise actually started was this guy in Boston, right? They were like, hey, it's your job to get us the same kind of return and rate that Madoff is getting. And he was like, okay, sure. So he does the math. And it's like, this doesn't make sense. Now, he was a mathematician. He wasn't like a, a, like a business guy, a stock guy. Yeah, it wasn't any of that, right? Because the SEC had a bunch of stock people or just business people, and they would go and Madoff would say a bunch of nonsense at them. But like... You know, like they just didn't get it. He spoke numbers. This guy spoke numbers. Bro, after like two hours, he already saw that it was a Ponzi scheme. He was like, this is a scam. Yeah. Like how is this guy the biggest name in Wall Street? It's so obviously a scam. (laughs) But he was a math whiz, right? So he makes up this old document, sent a bunch of stuff that wasn't dumbed down. He sends it to the SEC. Shit didn't even get looked at (laughs) because it was too complicated. Yeah. And it did that a bunch of times, and then sometimes they went in, but then disclosed it, and it just kept, just made off, just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And this dude was like, "Bro, like, why is no one understanding? And this guy's a scammer." 
And it ended up being the one at the end of the day that, you know, you know, just one more, just one more, just one more. And finally was able to get people to look at him and be like, holy cow. There's something fishy here. Something fishy. He literally right now is in jail for a hundred. He's he's serving a 150 year prison term. Yeah, he's going to die there. Yeah. And any any role parole? And a no, maybe in a hundred years. (laughs) <laughs> and, and, oh, you'll uh, make it that far. And, uh, 82 already. <laughs> and and forfeiture of 18 billion US dollars. That's what he grew to. Like some of the biggest names on Wall Street invested with him. Yeah. Anyways, to talk about those steps, like, uh, like I was saying, step one, <laughs> find a victim. Step two, build rapport. Yeah. And I did this by rubbing shoulders with the Wall Street people. Yeah. Set uh the third step, set up an enviable situation. Did this again by making sure oh only certain people can come Absolutely. in and buy yachts, yeah, exclusivity. Buy stuff. Yeah. Exactly. The luxury step right. four the image. And as I'm reading this, I'm thinking about you guys know the uh fire festival? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, we, we can do what, what was we, the we, fire we, festival we can, oh, God. it was this festival where like oh, so man. many people spent Bought like, like 10k yeah, at a time that... for a party on an island absolutely and yeah. then they got there and there was like was tents so... and no toilet paper <laughs> it was like covid before covid oh no weird oh, anyways uh selling but that's the thing image sells image right? bro yeah people were spending like 20k on like vip Even whatever rooms on dope pictures yeah. and dope like websites mm-hmm. and it's interesting the role that tech people always oh, play in God. these things but whatever elizabeth holmes <laughs> oh man okay uh the fourth one is let your victims know how they can be a part of it yeah so already you, you set up this system where it seems like, oh my goodness, like this is something I can't be a part of. Mm-hmm. The fourth one, which is again manipulative, let your victims know how they can be a part of it. You know what? I'll make a. I'll make an exception for yeah. you. Exception for you. Yeah. You're special. Come on, you got come, me. Come on. In. You know, yeah. like you, you I, caught me at a good time. Yes. I. You know, maybe. Like I actually need X amount of dollars for my company. I only take it from businesses, but. I feel like as a friend, like yeah. I feel like I would want you to make money off the investment. So I usually don't do this, but I hope you are. Here, you can invest, you know, in my yeah, sure. freaking sweatpants this company. <laughs> <laughs> so that was four. And five is show off your profits. So he did this again by faking data. He would send it he would send out account statements. When computers came and became a thing, he would uh, he had a he had a team I think of two main programmers that were juking the stats to make it seem like he was making certain trades that he wasn't that it wasn't making making at all right. Yeah. Uh, the that's five six was always asked for more, and that's the confidence then. Yeah. Where it's like you don't just do it and then at some point be like, oh, actually, I'm good now. No, you gotta keep selling the dream. Yeah. So you take out your one thousand, you know what? Listen, man, give me more. I yeah. like I got this. I mean, you don't have to if you don't want to, but yeah. like, fam, like, that, I mean, keep if, the money if, going. If the we can all keep getting rich. Making the risk is telling you to take more risk. Yes, you gotta believe them, right? But it doesn't even this seem like so a risk, up. bro. This is so screwed up. Everyone around you is talking about how like this stuff happens and this stuff happens. The stock market is this. This guy's talking about how it lost money. 
Meanwhile, homeboy Bernie is telling you, listen, you can get 10% uh, profit regardless of what the market is doing. Which already seems messed up. Already seems messed up, but you, he's showing you Wall Street or the something? statement because he has amazing tech. That tech that, that they are made, they actually sold to companies on Wall Street. Like it was good tech, <laughs> but he also was able to, to break it yeah. and fake it. So this guy is sending you stuff in the mail. And what is money at the end of the day, if not just numbers? But we can talk about that at a different time. Legend. <laughs> but showing you numbers on paper that make it seem legit. And sure enough, boom. Anyway, yeah. step seven, take the money. And he definitely did. And then step eight is run. And that is where he fucked up. Yeah. And DT, if you want to talk about, there was a story you said where I was like, where did DT was telling me about a story where it's like, and then the dudes disappeared. I'm like, oh, they actually completed the steps. They actually yeah, they, made it all oh, the way they, to a number successful eight. run scam. Okay. Like a money heist. There you go, right? <laughs> all right. So PinCoin. Like money um, heist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is totally an ICO I love that, that happened in 2018, April 2018. Uh, they, this was during the cryptocurrency sort of boom. Um, the summary of this is that there was a company uh, and they decided to sort of uh, make their own coins. And when I say coins, it's uh, sort of this like ledger that, or rather this asset that um, you could sort of own. Uh, ICOs were this revolutionary way, or rather this different way of raising capital mm -hmm. uh, sort of in the financial market. Um, but... Long story short, an ICO stands for initial coin offering, right? Um, and so, basically, the way it normally goes is you have this project in mind, you want to fund the project, you create a white paper, you create like this slick tech website, mm -hmm. um, and tech. you tell these people like, "Oh, here's what I'm going to do. Here's the problem we're trying to solve," um, and then you get people to buy in. Um, you you market, mm -hmm. you do all these things. Mm -hmm. Thirty two thousand people sort of invested. Um, they invested more than $660 million Ooh. and overnight million dollars. Yep. Uh, $660 million, million. Um, and overnight the owners of this, uh, who did this initial coin offering disappeared, disappeared. That's and how to do no it, one has caught them. That's how to do it. Let's talk about the steps. Yeah. That they found victims. Yeah. Well, the internet Any anyone on the, Internet who was trying to get in on the hype of uh, cryptocurrency, of anything like that, exactly. After Bitcoin, because with Bitcoin, you're like, oh man, if I buy it at two dollars, I'll be so rich right yeah, now. Man. You know what? Next time that happens, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, a I'm not gonna miss person. it. I'm gonna do yeah. that. We're and all waiting moment, for it, right? Yeah. And what the, the moment Amazon worth though, people like know a that's a thing, yeah, then there's just room to get taken mm. because people are like, man. People are looking for this next thing. Let Absolutely. me provide it to them. People are always trying to get rich quick. Yeah. Right? You're trying to get something without doing nothing. That's right? tough, man. You know what I mean? That is t that's so much mm. money. Mm. And they're just on some just island many. somewhere. For one sure. Of, one of many. One of many uh, sort of scams that are that sort of uh, plagued this uh, new generation of fintech. You know, like, 
No, sorry. Continue. Sorry yeah, to cut no, you off. That's that's pretty much it. Like I um this conversation on you know understanding like the card the house of cards that is the Ponzi scheme mm-hmm. and understanding what makes a con very successful. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of thinking of doing one. <laughs> <laughs> well, just the interesting thing about why, like some of the steps are there in terms of, oh, keep money coming in and yeah. keep it going. You must take the money. It's because like, it has to be that way for it to work. If people stop, it falls apart. Absolutely. Or, or if everyone takes their money out at the same time, if everyone asks for their money at the same time, it's a wrap, right? Because like the money does not exist. But in a situation where you do everything at the right time and then dip at the right time, all of a sudden, it's just like, holy cow, how did I get got? Yeah. And the thing too is that there is a misconception that only dumb people no, get scammed. That's what makes this so it can happen to you. As a matter of fact, if you think just like with the magic trick, yeah. if you think it can happen to you, it probably is gonna happen. Fam, to there's a perfect magic trick for you. Yeah. There's a perfect magic trick for the skeptic. There's Jesus a perfect Christ. scam for the person that thinks that they thinks can't they be know scammed. too much. Yeah. Right? Because just it's psychological, right? It preys yeah. on your capacity to want to believe. Right? That's why this thing, it's so, it's almost sick because the way that they create a relationship with you, they come to your kid's birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> they remember what your wife likes mm-hmm. and they get her that gift for you, right? But that's and the thing is that he screwed like, sure, tens of thousands of people that he didn't know out of money. Yeah. But his own family and friends too. Yeah. Like you're right, people that like he went out with, like mm. went to graduations for, like yeah. Because you need to at that first stage to you know to get that initial mm. thing off the ground, and that's crazy. It's almost like it's it's a, it's a it's a sick person, right? Okay, let me tell you this: the original creator of the Ponzi scheme, mm-hmm. Charles Ponzi. Charles Ponzi. 15 million people. He made that in like 18, 15 million dollars. He made that mm-hmm. in like 18 months. He was incarcerated, right? Uh, you know, parole, good behavior. He came out, went right back to it. Yeah. He was a sickness in the community. Well, in this case, <laughs> his mom always told him he was going to be like successful and stuff. Yeah. And so he had this like weird complex of like just wanting to be one of the upper class. I'm getting goosebumps talking in, about these people right yeah, now. Yeah. He was in Italy and he went to a private school, mm. a bunch of rich kids and just, you know, played the part of a rich kid. Yeah. Just wouldn't talk to certain people, acted a certain way. And just like these quote unquote rich kids, he would skip class and spend yeah. money he didn't have. Mm. Right? Now they can do that and go back to mom and dad mm. and get more money. He couldn't. So he lived that life, you know, uh writing checks that couldn't cash. Yeah. And then he got screwed and ended up moving to America. And then just it was just one scheme after, after the, other, the other because he had it in his head. My mom said I'm gonna be successful. It's almost like a movie gonna be character. Successful. Let me tell you this: like African, like the whole uh, Yahoo boy thing, uh-huh. right? Like four one nine. See me see trouble, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, have you seen those emails? And like, mm-hmm. especially if you see a poorly made email, you can right. see the email address. It looks horrible. Mm-hmm. It's like what? What the hell is like dot pi dot my? It's like yeah. what the hell is that? 
um, it will say like I am a Nigerian prince. Yeah, I'm from Congo or something. Mm-hmm. Send me twenty million dollars, and right. you know, um, so you won't believe that. Mm-hmm. But why do you believe it when it's coming from Bernie Madoff's face, bro? I'll tell you a personal. He's essentially ex- preaching the exact same example, thing, but right? you believe it when it's coming from him. I'm a you know quote unquote tech dude, so there's no Give way me I this can money. get. I'm gonna get you some. Like, there's no way you know people can get through me with like some, just some yeah. phone, phony stuff. Until I'm looking for a place, right? Maybe, maybe they would Ooh. come from UBC. I'm looking for a place. <laughs> I have a good story about the song too. And I get this. This is a good. Like this is a this is a great space on a good rate. Damn. I reach out to them. They send me a questionnaire to fill out. No, no suspicious. And DT is making a face because you know it sounds like they got him too. <laughs> no uh, suspicious fields because obviously I'm a tech guy. I'm aware. Yeah. No suspicious fields. Ain't nobody can come to you. So then obviously they're like, you know, how come it's so cheap? Yeah. And then they hit you with this. We are a Christian couple. Missionaries, DT is going crazy. This guy, like, you gotta let him loose, man. You gotta let him we loose. Are, we are a Christian missionary couple, yeah, who are you know stuck XYZ because obviously we have to continue the good work. Mm-hmm. Already, they got me, fam, because like I get it. Uh, me too, yeah. <laughs> missionary kid, Baptist kid. Yeah, tell me more, not say less. Mm-hmm. Tell me more again if you're some friend, so hey, I'm looking for uh, someone to marry me. No, yeah. no, no, no. I'm not dumb. I'm an educated male. <laughs> so this is the email being like, oh, you know, we're just, you know, there's some nice whites, you know, oh over God. in Omaha or something. You know, we have a home in Surrey, yep. but this, but missionaries and whatnot. Children. You know, we adopt children. We actually, you know, thank you. Right now, I'm like, wow, this is great. Yeah. We have this house and what we want is a good Christian man to take care of the place. And that's why it's so cheap because come on, what would Jesus do. And I'm like, amen. I was praying for a cheap place. I got it from two Christians. This is amazing. Oh my goodness, man. Now, because I have a mother who's praying for me, (laughs) Mm. like clockwork, about 20 minutes later, I get a similar email from a completely different listen. Yeah. And that was the trigger. I don't know what would have happened if I didn't get that second email. But when I got the second email, it was different wording, different whatever, but it was the same concept. Missionary, stuck, cheap place for cheap. No, they don't want your credit card information and nothing yet. Just like just regular stuff. And I was like, this is too good to be. Already the first one was too good to be true. Yeah. And I know what you're thinking. Come on, man. You're in BC. Get in a nice basement for you know $900. You should know better. Okay. But they got me. But two of them? <laughs> nah. <laughs> and yeah. that's how. Fool like, me I, once, nigga. Fool you know me I mean? once. So I looked it up. Boom. Found out it was a scam. And that's yeah. how, you know, like I dipped. But that was one where it's like, bro, like they had me. Yeah. Like I can pretend like other things. Like if I, like you said. A sketchy email. I'm like, yo, screw. At least be better with your scam, yeah. bro. <laughs> These dudes came through with it. Like yeah. it was on point. I was like, fam, like, yeah. That's thank me. God I got a mom praying for me. Yeah. Sorry, man. Y'all, y'all almost got me for real. 
did you want to say your story? It's almost oh, the, same it the exact thing. same yeah, thing. Yeah, <laughs> it was the same email, the same wording. I was, and this was a time in my life where I was going through some stuff. I was crashing always, with my friends. Always is, bro. I was at my He's friend's the perfect place. mark. That's that's who they're looking for, right? Yeah. People looking for cheap rent. Like for, it wasn't actually helps if they're cheap, desperate, but too. it was more of like the location. It was right. at or ideal you know, location. university, yeah. city, and it was just like bloody ideal. It was a one bedroom, and it was rel- relatively less expensive. Mm-hmm. Right, um, like it was going for like a thousand one hundred dollars. It's not cheap, like or, suspiciously cheap. Yeah. It's Cheaper. just like it's a good deal that makes yeah. you take a second look. Yeah, yeah. To, it, it made me take a look. I got to the point where like I was email communicating with them. I got to that first stage. Pretty much that same email you got verbatim. Yeah, and then they asked for. <laughs> Like, you know, ID and all that stuff. And then I sent my VCID. Oh, over. honey, honey, like, honey, honey. That's weird. Honey. Like, afterwards, it was honey, like. Honey, listen. Come on. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> it was. Come on. It was what it happened? Was, what happened? What happened? It was like, all right, um, we need to send the keys over. Yes, and all absolutely. That stuff, like yes. DHL, and that's where the story started, like, not making sense to me. Where, like, they're going to mail it directly to me. Yeah, because um, they went because they, they, with they the went, keys. Yeah, they went with the keys. And I yeah. was like. What do you mean? Like, I need to see the place before I even move any, before I move One forward. One second. I just, if anyone else listening to this has gone through this shit, There's gonna be please some people. hit us There's up. Because I want to know if they're remixing the story now yeah. or if it's the same shit. But continue. It's pretty much almost the same thing. Hopefully. Watch it. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, it got to the point where um, I was like, all right, I'm going to set up. Because I was very proactive and I wanted to, so I was like, all right, you know what? Here's a number. You can reach me. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, give me your number. Mm-hmm. And it was just like when we're supposed to have the call, it just like, you know, that's the thing. And that I wanted. And then afterwards, it was just like, yeah, this was. Uh, yeah, just, just screw it. Yeah. Because I wanted to talk on the phone with them or let me go check out the place. Even checking out the place, I wasn't going to go myself. You already, guess who I was going to take with, with me? Yeah. You guessed it. Tile, obviously. Yeah. You got to go out. Oh, boy. <laughs> He's our friend. He's our friend. A place that you don't know, you got to take a real, you know, big deal with with you. So I was like, just, you know, you know, phone number? No. Can we talk on the phone? No. Video call? No. Because I'm like, you should want to know as much about me as I want to know about you. Right. Like, I'm going to be living in your your apartment. As a matter of fact, I was like, You guys got in a little deep. I could could be a scammer. Yeah. (laughs) What? Why would you trust me? Continue. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would you trust me? Me, yeah. Like, wouldn't you want to know? You know, talk with me on the phone, make sure I'm real. Mm-hmm. But it is what it. I like. Um, I there was a point in time when I was looking for a place myself, and like you know, obviously, first apartment you go on Craigslist, right? Mm-hmm. And the, Craigslist is full of fake scam ads. You don't the time. go on Craigslist anymore. Um, go to Facebook Marketplace. Maybe Kijiji. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> it's it's uh but like for me it was uh I didn't get get as far into it as you guys. Maybe I sent an email and then I got a form back. <laughs> it was like fill out mm-hmm. all this stuff and I, I backed out straight away at that point. Maybe because I'm a very cautious person. <laughs> right, right. But I didn't go any deeper into it. But like I will tell you this, the pictures looked incredible and it was significantly was cheaper than anything else out there. So it was too good to be true. I wanted to believe it, mm-hmm. but deep down I knew I couldn't. But um, so oh, maybe man. I wasn't the right mark. But I know they got a lot of people, man. Yeah, they did. 
So what's the point of that hustle? Are they trying to get your social insurance information? Or I mean, they're they're different plays. I imagine yeah. if they can make it to the, I imagine a scheme like that has checkpoints. Yeah, if they only get your BC Services card, you know that's the level yeah, one. It wasn't my BC <laughs> Service. It was BC ID. So it's like standard okay. public information. Okay, like it was right, just like right. more of like that said and that, and then afterwards it was like, Damn. well, we want to send. Uh, stuff to you, mm-hmm. uh, and like I covered up my address when I sent like my BCID. Smart guy. Right. Smart guy. Right. Like, so then they're like, your, "But yeah. we need your address. We need your address because I'm going to send you the, the, keys. the keys." I'm like, hmm, "Okay, right." Well, I I'm moving I into just, like, your come. place, and you need to know the address of where <laughs> I live. My right place. Now. I was like, "Well, because we gotta send you the keys, fam. Listen, I'm giving you a good deal." I just want to send you the keys. Can I send you the keys? Oh, you know what? They usually act like they're super far away, that they're not in the That's what I'm saying. It's the like they're, right they're in the States, yeah. stuck doing the Lord's work. Praise Sick. the Lord. What Literally, what some kind of home say. invasion situation? They know and where you live. It's like, they're going to come mess well, you up in your house. They're not going to screw you up in your house because they're good Christian folk. Well, apparently. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, really, the ploy is like, to be applauded. Yeah. But, I yeah, mean, man. it's 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 psychology, right? That's where it, the end all be all. And like, it is my final sort of two cents on this is I'm a poker player. Mm-hmm. They know me. I love the game. Poker I want to learn. Players, we are all liars. We're liars. <laughs> we are scum. The scum of the earth. <laughs> and you don't, you can't trust anything you say on the table. And and I remember my first time, kind of entering that world. I was the kid that was wet behind the ears and it was very much like um like uh I play online sometimes mm-hmm. and this is my first time playing here guys what's up and I and I was being cased I was being profiled <laughs> <laughs> right from the moment I sat down everything the clothes I was wearing the the little ways my habits of scratching my ears and stuff all of that was being seen all of that was being logged Right, mm-hmm. and even the the chit chat that you have on the table, it's like, right. hey, you look like you're a, uh, kind of an athletic guy. Do you play soccer? Oh yeah, my! I goodness. totally play soccer, Classic. right? And that's the way they'll get you comfortable. You right? find something, and they'll like they can relate with you about honestly, man. Mm-hmm. And but like the thing about poker players is that they're also very sharp. They mm-hmm. know what to look out for. They're right. always in high alert. I learned very early on not to believe anything mm-hmm. somebody says, mm-hmm. which can make it confusing sometimes. It's like they're like. I swear to God, I'll show you my hand if you fold. I'll yeah. show you my hand if you fold. I'm yeah. like, I don't believe what yeah. you're saying. Are you trying to make me fold? Are you trying to actually make me call? Because I kind of want to call you just to see what you're doing, right? You got to stay in the pocket, though. It you gets to stay the, in the point pocket. where people will actually get angry because people can actually identify other people's tactics, other people's plays. Yeah. Like, hey, I know what you're doing. You can't do that. And it got before I got to that level where I start to see that, I was very much like the hell he's just asking them a question nah, it's not man. like there's more to it but if you're trying to like see crappy people actually use psychology to manipulate people in in a scamming method there's no mm-hmm. other place than at the poker table man and that's the thing it's like oh, yeah. with someone like made off like it became this whole thing where it's spending x amount of years in jail but like it's not always that way you know like it kind of in some like there are more relatable ways it can happen like with poker, like I don't know if it's a punishable crime by prison, you know? Like it's nah. just it's just you doing well, you. Like, like the there are different ways. That would... I, I, I disagree with you though. What do you mean? I think tech CEOs, you have not seen a class of people. 
Those are those are scum. Those are scum. Yeah, those are scum. Damn, I'm gonna let you finish, but I got worse people for you. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> that's funny. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, but yeah, and that actually made me think of something where I was like, okay, the kind of relentlessness was like you, you failed, like you should have failed. There was also times with Madoff where the SEC showed up at his office. And he was totally screwed, like should have been. And he made a Hail Mary call and got off, including once where he bet that the people coming to see him were too educated to admit they were dumb. Yeah. So he threw a bunch of jargon in their face. Yeah. They fell for it and they cleared him. <laughs> and if they had looked just a little bit deeper, he would have been caught. Seen. And been jailed immediately. Yeah. But he made a call and was right. He just like, understands people, man. Yeah. So right? it's just kind of crazy how. But like, hasn't that ever happened to you where like some people are saying stuff and within closer investigation, you'll find out that they're not actually saying anything at all. Right. They just threw a lot of words at you. But like, you don't, you just nod your head in agreement because exactly. you don't want to seem dumb. Because you, exactly. Because yeah. you, like, that's just. It's playing on a human tendency. Honestly. It's in, and our ego is so precious to us, man. Mm-hmm. If you, had you let that go, you were to catch one of the biggest sociopaths in history. Right Crazy. Wow. But ultimately, like that's, yeah. I, I think it comes in many shapes and levels. Yeah. But then I was going to say is that that level of just intensity and even like losing a bunch of money but not admitting failure and instead pretending you actually had the money the whole time and paying off people with yourself... That kind of relentlessness is kind of what takes you to the top. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you ask yourself, oh, but if I was in Bernie's situation, would I do the same thing? And you say, no, there are two yeah. options, right? You could be lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. Where if you also were in the exact same place, because it just kind of happens. There like, was a point where he got in too deep. Though. You were stuck. You had a bunch of money. Saved yes, himself. absolutely. Like at that right. point. Yeah. But as you're going down that path, where you're like, I could end it here, mm-hmm. maybe do ten years in jail, but not 150. <laughs> maybe I've taken like, you know, 100 mil so far, not yeah. seven billion or whatever it took. Uh, where it's like at that point you're at a crossroad, right? Yeah. And, he, and I'm like, yo. Plus, D- he was always living his life in high alert. D, D- think, T, you know? and Toby, would you guys do the same thing, right? Per, and you yeah. might say no. And I'm like, man, you're lying. And you're like, you know what? Actually, sh- maybe, man, it's hard to say. You could say that. Yeah. But even if you then said, no, I know for a fact that I wouldn't, hmm. I pose this question. Based on the society we live in today and the capitalist society we live in, is there, does that put a ceiling on how successful you can be? Well, the system does reward that kind of behavior. Right? It, the incentives are set up for you to be able to, um, you know, yeah. bet on futures. And I'm not, not saying like everyone should strive to, to be that. I'm just yeah. saying, based on the society we live in, we can't, again, look back and be like, yo, man, and this is why Madoff was wrong because he did X, Y, Z. Because I would beg to, to think, and yeah. what you said about the top tech leaders made me think of it, that to get to the top in this game, 
A lot of people. He broke the law. Yes, that's what I'm saying. And like, I feel like a lot of people yeah. at the top right now broke the fucking law. Period. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. <laughs> because how do you get there? Yeah, you have to think outside the box. What is the law? The law is what people believe yeah. are the playing fields of now. Yeah, the kind of people that there's like, a lot of crooks. There's a lot of criminals in in like sitting in Wall Street right now, right? And but they the, break the, the law it, all the time. But the right? other thing too is laws change. Yeah. Alcohol was illegal at some point. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? Was illegal at some point. You ruined the lives of tens of thousands. Of people. They gave everything they have to him, and he took it because he wanted to be a little bit richer than he was. It's so, greed. It's so American, American greed. greed. So, Period. So it's the issue then <laughs> that he, the differentiation is because he actually ended up leaving everyone with nothing. Yeah. As opposed to say a we can talk about a social dilemma, right? Where mm. people like, oh, why does the why do these social media companies keep doing certain things to keep yeah. kids, you know, agitated and engaged mm-hmm. and stuff and they can just do the good thing and make it less addictive and whatever. <laughs> well, they're not really that bad. I mean because after all we're able to swipe right and swipe in left. In an abstract way, should Facebook feel bad for every kid that kills himself because he doesn't have enough friends on Facebook? Can they do... <laughs> what, like, are they doing everything they can, though, because of the society you live in? Right? I'm That's the thing. It's the way that, the game is set up. Yeah. DC is right. Certain things are rewarded. And yeah. in this case, yes. Crime is, is always rewarded in any capacity. It's in any capacity. To, yeah. <laughs> there are, I mean, again, based on the now, yes, but I think yeah. there are pockets where that is in the case. Yeah. And him being in Wall Street, yeah, I think just kind of helped place for somebody yeah, just like him. Yeah. Helped his movement, his slow kind of, you know, decline into where he ended up. There's a lot of crooks there, man. There's a lot of crooks. Like it's and it, legal stealing, right? Like we can talk about the illegality illegality of everything that he did but there's legal thieves people that are able to steal and do it in a way that's not illegal right and those are the people that i admire more (laughs) i mean that's that's me blind but that was one of ponzi don't break the law but that was one of, (laughs) of ponzi's first schemes yeah was buying stuff for cheaper and selling it for way more. Mm-hmm. And it was, quote unquote, legal. Yeah. But unethical. We can talk about that conversation too of yeah. illegal, unethical. Mm. And the in-between. It's legal, but unethical, or this or that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. And there's situations too where it's like, think about like, like the gambling stuff in the parks. Mm. Where it is the same thing. You're getting people to believe they're doing something that they're not or they're buying into something that's fair, but it isn't. But do they get jailed for that? I mean, it seems like you're willing, you're willing par- participants. Mm-hmm. You're choosing to play this game yeah. of I, whatever I, cards. And if, if you get can... screwed, I guess you get screwed. And that's kind of the rules of the park. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many things I could think about. Like imagine... Like, imagine like you had um, a sugar pill, right? Mm-hmm. Completely harmless sugar water pill or whatever. Right. And you you sell it as baby aspirin. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and you'd be like, you give this to your little kids and their pain is going to stop. Right. Right. And, you know, it's a crime because you're lying. Mm-hmm. Right. But you can make a lot of money doing that and nobody gets hurt. Right. So I feel like what you're saying is like, how do we play this game between ethics? Right. So we win the ethical battle. Somehow we balance that because we're lying, but we're not really hurting nobody. Mm-hmm. And then you win the world battle of power because now you're making a lot of money. Do you have issues with somebody doing that? Or would you sh- you know, shake your hat to them and be like, yeah, man, you won. <laughs> you got us. Funnily enough, I don't know if, you, if that was a rhetorical question, but... My answer to that is both. <laughs> Where it's like you you can't <laughs> like you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. But like like that I mean that that's how I felt listening to the Madoff then. Mm. Dude, there was a Holocaust survivor who was known to be like we need to forgive like the Nazis, we need to forgive like the people that did XYZ. Right. And this guy was like Madoff is the most evil man on earth and I can never forgive him. Damn. Right? Just... So it's like there is I like something some stuff just is plain wrong you, and man, bad. You bankrupt people, man. Like it's but at the same time it's money. like there is such a level of it's the same reason we enjoy movies. Right, when we see something crazy, like sometimes with the way plots are ri- are written, we are rooting for the Bad main guy. main character, but it's not really the good guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's the way it is in this situation. Where except because it's real life, you're like, whoa, this is messed. Damn. But it is just so. At least for people who don't live in that world, I should say, because yeah. I don't live in that world. It's just so movie like, like holy cow. And all the times he got off scot free, yeah, was movie like like he really finessed some weird stuff mm-hmm. and got off and then because it is innocent until proven guilty, right? Yeah, so it is like so catch, they always catch have me to go you in exactly. You know what I mean? Which is another great movie, absolutely. But yeah, and it was just that interesting thing, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, do we are we rooting for the thief and we and we <laughs> like what makes the thief interesting is his capacity to get away. Yeah, right. And he did for a really long time. He did for a really long time and climbed all the ladders. So he won the financial life? thing. You know what I mean? Well, that's the thing is, at the end of the day, should we be he, praising him? Like he was aware of, like he was aware that he was going gonna get caught when he did, and he went in. Like they came to his house and he was ready, ready to go, like ready to go. And at this point, it was like what seventy? Yeah. So it's crazy because I wonder if at that point it's kind of like, well, keep going. At least I'm enjoying the now. I'm going to, like, he probably had a feeling he was going to either die before or in jail. He was watching. He had. He lived a life whatever. he was but always he, watching his back. Always. Yeah. But then slip and slide. He ruined. That's the thing. It's like for him, it might have been a life well played. Like I played this game well, but ruined his wife's life. Both his kids, both his sons are dead. Are dead. Yeah. What killed them? Uh, first one suicide. Second one, I think a health condition. Yeah. Like, and it just, was his own son that was crucial in in you know 
um, incarcerating him too. Yeah, like yeah. the both of them went both went in and stuff. Yeah. So it's just it's just crazy, like how how people view life sometimes, and how if you're doing something for long enough, mm-hmm. you can just justify the craziest things. But like what it did was a hundred percent wrong. I, and to talk about it, they're still paying people back to this day. Yeah, I think they've reached about seventy or eighty percent mm-hmm. of uh, of like payouts, and this happened in '08. So it's been yeah. like twelve years, mm-hmm. and every year. X, you know, millions of dollars are recovered and paid back. And by recovered, I think like, uh, like maybe they figure out someone else that you know was part of the thing and seize their assets. Or I'm I'm not sure exactly how it works, but they've been able to gradually, gradually over the last over a decade, yeah, like get people back their money. And in terms of like, well, do we not praise him, but like right sides is that there was a hole in the system that he exploited and the system was forced to look at. There was a huge oversight with the SEC that literally got him on the seventh time. Seven. It's not easy. He was a slippery bastard, man. You know what I mean? So that made even just how they deal with whistleblowers and stuff like all that stuff changed after him because it's like dude like the same way he had the conversation of ego or face the truth the sec had to face that conversation do they pretend this never happened and blame it on someone else for their ego or do they take that shit and be like yo we messed up we did x x x and x wrong and so who do you blame? Play. And I guess this is sort of like the final philosophical question. Who do you blame? The person scamming people? I think or he's the, the only one. I think he's the only one to blame because there there are people. All he who, did was manipulate the way what people think. Well, for the one, there were bit, people that had lie and people believed him. There were people that had money with him that didn't even know they were investing with him. Yeah, like I give you my money because I trust you. Damn. I don't know that you're actually feeding this stuff to Madoff, right? Hmm. But there are people, you're right, on Wall Street that dealt with them directly and endorsed them and stuff. But studies, like reports show that he tricked them too. Like the tech was just too good. Hmm. One guy came in and was like, yo, like, hey, there's this rumor that you're scamming people. I want to see this stuff work myself. And he took him to the, to, to the you know, top floor and had his developers on the 17th floor Faking the stats the in real time. So he thought it was interfacing with like the real stock market or whatever, but he was interfacing with like the people on the 17th floor. And the guy believed him, went out and endorsed him. He continued his reign again for a bit. Yeah. Right? So at the end of the day, and we're definitely not going to blame the people that thought they were investing in their future. Yeah. yeah. So, so it is him. It just sucks because so many lives get ruined in the process. Mm. And what an unbelievable game, though. Yes, Jesus, mad respect. <laughs> but then we were talking actually in pre-production about like, oh man, like imagine if this person is a scam artist or a con artist, and I was like, that conversation is valid because that's the whole point of being a con artist is that you're you can't tell people can't tell you apart from the truth. From the real person, from the real thing. Yeah. The whole point of being a con artist is to be 
it should really be it's like is this a scam or is this really a kid in need man. is this a scam or is this really a UBC kid that needs this it's cornucopia is this a scam man. or is this really like the son of a prince who happens People to live in Nigeria believe. and needs mama money to get back to Canada you it want got to deported. believe the truth and so, to the point where you'll believe a lie yeah <laughs> and the response isn't just to shut off mm. either and I feel like there are people are gonna get got. You do your best to be smarter, but I'm not gonna become an asshole because, oh, I never want to get got. Like, yeah. If people, if I feel like someone needs help, I'm not gonna be like, nah, man, he's just trying to play me and like walk away. I mean, you're the kind of person that you're gonna be okay if you lose forty bucks. <laughs> yeah, you know, some people just aren't. Yeah. Can you blame for them? some people it's forty, for some people it's forty mil. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'll hurt a little more. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I don't um, know. But I feel like that's the end. Yeah, man. This is kind of a ramble one. I just again I listened to an interesting podcast and I wanted to share it with you guys. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Definitely interesting. It's really and I think, fascinating. I think if anything, if we can try to attach some kind of meaning to this, it's mm-hmm. Um, so you know, right? It's like catch a predator kind of thing. Um, know maybe if you are in a situation where you somebody is telling you some things that seem too good to be true, maybe you yeah. feel like you're in a setup, you know, maybe how to live your life in a more critical way. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it happened to some smart people, doctors, lawyers, you know. Yeah. Um, but maybe. Uh, and we're talking money, yeah. but I mean, like, mm-hmm. this stuff happens in different parts of life, too. Yeah, man. It could be a toxic relationship. Yeah. It could be a friend you should have been caught of. Absolutely. Or a friend you should have stopped giving money to a long time ago, but yeah. keeps, you know, manipulating you in certain ways. Absolutely. It could be just a number of things mm-hmm. where it's like- He just knows how to hit you. Off. She knows where to touch yeah. you, you know? Or like, there's a, like, they make you make last minute decisions all the time. Yeah. Where you're like always time pressured, and you feel bad. You don't want to, you know, they let make you feel stupid, them down. You it's just know? weird manipulation mm-hmm. stuff. So you know, uh, yeah, man. Con artists aren't just you know the big guys that pull off the great heists. In every, I know it's in different pockets of life, and it's not always. I feel like everyone does it. it doesn't mean you're like an evil person. Obviously, yeah. there are people that use it for the most evil things, mm-hmm. but I feel like the awareness of it and the conversation around it is yeah. good. Just keep your eyes peeled, man. You, yeah. you never know. You might find yourself in a relationship with a con artist. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, how do you even know? Damn. Well, That's you're not, that show. You're not supposed to. That's that show. Remember that show with the uh, with the girl that married people as a con? Imposter. Is that Imposter? Yeah, I believe so. Is it on so. Netflix? I believe so, yes. Yeah. Such a good show, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Anyways. And that's it. Yeah, you that's have it. it. Time for the last stop, something we do on the last train podcast. We end the podcast with a question. So there we go. The crew doesn't know about this question, so I'm gonna get their raw, real time feedback yeah. on the question. All right. And I'll go first so that y'all have time to think. Okay. The question is 
with Christmas coming up and us taking our Christmas breaks and as this is the end of our 10 episode, you know, season. How do you guys feel about Christmas? What are you guys thoughts on Christmas? Just like the season, the time, yeah, the festivity. Okay. Maybe even how you felt and how it's changing or how you've always felt. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be. You can answer that in any way. It's an open-ended question. Yeah. I'll go first. I, how we feel about Christmas. Yeah, just about yeah. Christmas. General. Time. Yeah, I feel you. I personally, uh, I personally did, I'll say I define Christmas not just as like the day, but just the season. So once the like trees are out and, you know, maybe back in the day, school's done and all that stuff. Usually in uni, it was always, it wasn't really Christmas, Christmas until I finished my last exam. Yeah. Because I'm still struggling. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just that period. And I personally, big fan and of Christmas. And you're getting results back around that Christmas time. Bro, too. I never look yeah. at results during Christmas. You check them all up in January? It's Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) It's Christmas, man. I'm going to finish strong and then figure out how I start the next year. (laughs) But yeah, I love it. Big fan. Love the the food, the family stuff, the music, the... uh, I actually love Christmas music, like playing it. Oh, yeah, man. Like, you know, when I turn like 35, I might be done with Christmases. (laughs) But right now, you know, still young. I'm loving it. Feeling it. Uh, I love the get-togethers. It's going to be weird this year, obviously, with COVID and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, just fan of Christmas. You know, I love the vibes. I love the the craziness of it. I love kind of the... I think there's also a lazy feel to it. I think so, too. Just Time that, like... slows down a little bit. Yeah, especially here. You don't want it a, to end. Anyway, in uh, Canada, it's like cold, fireplace, hot chocolate. Even like people who aren't with family, typically, yeah. kind of like Friendsgiving, they like hang out with people or like with other people's families for Christmas and stuff. So yep. personally, big fan, love it, you know, sucker for it. That kind um, of day. Like, like we had our Christmas lights up uh, already in November, so... Yeah, yep. man. Like uh, my girlfriend, she started like pretty much after my birthday. It's pretty much uh, Christmas. All Ready the time. for Christmas, you man. Know what I mean, um, for me too. It's a beautiful time. Mm-hmm. I I did go through my like, man. This is all. This is all for show. Capitalism. <laughs> Why are we spending all this money? Um, I, I love the movies too, and like I, I Home Alone. I watch Home Alone year round. Classic, that man. That movie is good anytime. Classic. Yeah, some of the best movies of all time is there. <laughs> love the vibes, love the family time. I also love how like cozy it feels. Yeah. Like, you know, it really feels like everything is just a little bit closer. It's a wonderful time, wonderful way to end the year off too. Mm-hmm. Um I feel for people that don't have I'm I'm blessed with a pretty big family. Yeah. And we're all here and Sometimes that can oh we got the Christmas stuff on, <laughs> on the screen over there. Um, yeah, it must suck for people that don't have. Uh, but again, it's not even about that. It's about community, mm-hmm. right? And um, I'm sure that if you look hard enough, you'll find that there are other lonely people too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will Everybody say I did have the one Christmas in Edmonton where like I like I was by myself. You didn't go home. And, uh, no, I think my mom, I traveled to Nigeria. It was just me and my brothers. Like we were just by ourselves. We didn't know anyone out there yet. And I still liked it. Like not for, obviously there wasn't a bunch of festivities, but 
again, just with, I think without crazy stuff had been with yeah. school, just getting that break to regroup. And I was working like eight hours every day, but I was also watching Chuck eight <laughs> hours every day. I didn't have to worry about like yeah. courses and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's just, and I think people too are nicer in general. Everyone bit. is also a little bit more understanding. Like if you want to take some days off, maybe for summer break, for a family trip, some bosses can be like weird about that, which yeah. is whatever, or Thanksgiving or whatever. But mm-hmm. Christmas, everyone seems on the same page of like, yeah. you know, just, you know, chill, like let them off. Mm-hmm. Or just, it's just Actually, you know what? Vibe. I feel like Christmas is a time where bosses can really show how much of an asshole they are. It's <laughs> been like, especially because like Christmas seems to be like, I don't know, that time. Uh, can be like, yeah, you're working, right? Yeah. Everybody's trying to get a day off on that day. Okay, right. get in line. You're not getting that day off. You know what I mean? Like, so that that can be something as well. Yeah, but it's a beautiful time, man. It's a beautiful time. What about it's you, the DT? most? Yeah, I mean, culturally, wonderful time of the year. I need to auto tune that. <laughs> Make it sound like boys to men or something like that. Yeah, I mean, culturally, it's it is sort of an important moment for the West. It's also weird for me because. Um, my birthday is the day after, so it's always been uh like sort of like conjoint. It's always been like a joint celebration for me. Yeah, twenty sixth, tough. Yeah, it's kind of uh kind of weird. It's uh, kind of cool. You get to be the king of the month, man. Uh, <laughs> not really, because my dad's birthday is also in December. Oh, that's kind of cool too. We yeah. all just gonna ignore that Jesus' birthday is also yeah. king of the month. <laughs> Oh, his birthday was on December too. Damn, I didn't know. <laughs> okay, we, we celebrate. The- <laughs> I'm playing, man. Keep going, power through. Oh, no. No nice. It's <laughs> a king of the month. Yeah. Um, yeah um, significantly for my family, it had been more of I mean, the things I've lived away from my family for like ten years now. Mm-hmm. So obviously, when I lived with them. It was, in, and so it's back in Nigeria. It was very, you know, that period of the time, that period of the year, you would go to a lot of church. Yeah. Um, and then It's definitely been a different experience here. Yeah, it's than, been a different experience here. Yeah, than back home. Um, also, like Toby says, I've, I've gone through the, the phase of, yeah, this is just like a capitalist grab. <laughs> um, and yeah, at this point, I'm just... Uh, I'm more of at the point where I just go like, yeah, it's a, it's something that people have some cultural um, significance attached to it. I do like um, the the connotation behind it, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's all right. Um, it's not like my favorite holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think Thanksgiving is like my favorite holiday. Right. I, like I think it has a little bit more like depth to it for um, you for me. Right. Um, nice. That's it. Well, happy y'all holidays. need some. Yeah. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Need some happy holidays. Happy holidays, yeah. man. You guys yeah, need some time with your family and loved ones. Christmas cards. Oh. This holiday season. That's the plug. You need to visit a l a i a sisters dot com. Aaliyah sisters. Aaliyah sisters. That's a l a i a sisters dot com. And you can get Christmas cards for your friends and family. Nice, cute, funny Christmas cards, you know, for the homies. We got some. We even got one with, like, Beyonce on it. 
Hmm. One with Cardi and uh, and a Meg on it too. Yeah, man. We got just Get some diff- holes different. In this <laughs> There's some holes in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you want Christmas cards, please you know check it out. Uh, it was made by our co guests Julian. Uh, sorry, co host. Co host. Our co host <laughs> Juliana. And uh, it's awesome. Yeah, man. We've been getting some orders, so thanks to everyone. And uh, if you guys want updates on promo codes or, you know, stuff like that or discount deals, just go follow Alea underscore sisters on Instagram. That's A-L-A-I-A. There we go. I think so. I have to make sure (laughs) I spelled it right. You got to make sure that's spelled right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's A-L-A-I-A underscore sisters on Instagram. And just follow them, you know, get cards for your homies, so support local business. And yeah. That's it, man. Episode 20. Episode 20. Thank you so for listening. Yeah. I can't, uh, you know, um, thank I can't thank everybody enough, the people that do listen to us. It was a fun season. Yes. Taking a little bit of a break, but we'll be back in the new year. That's right. And um, thanks to Sid Progress. Sid Progress. Thanks to Stefan Trezo. Stefan Trezo. <laughs> thanks to everyone else you know everybody. that came on and everybody and uh thanks to everyone hitting me up shout out to my boy dave absolutely the little you know the, the, the <laughs> little like this dude always played like kobe back in high there school we go. and there we it's go. just it's still reconnecting with him on instagram yeah man. Uh, so shout out to dave too shout out to all the fans all the homies all the friends the peoples and our fans and stuff in edmonton absolutely man here in vancouver and you mm. know the many other places that we see on our anchor app absolutely man thank you it thank all. you thank you thank you thank you it's the season for thanking yes right yes and uh and yeah we'll be back again in the new year see you in 2021 see you in 2021 stay safe out there we'll see how many of us get the ps5 there we go <laughs> <All right. laughs>